welcome to the BPA University podcast. Today's episode, Data Leakage, an update on this industry initiative, originally broadcast September 16th, 2020. Data leakage and an update on this industry initiative. A few points we want to cover. What was in the open letter? So if you weren't a signatory and you don't know, I'll cover that off briefly. Why it's important for all publishers to understand this issue. What's been happening in the industry as far as a reaction, the media coverage, commentary, and our encouragement for new signatories. Most recently, Location Sciences signed up. That's an organization that helps determine whether or not geo-fencing, in other words, the, the uh, geo-targeting technology is actually working if it's accurate for people who are doing that, particularly on mobile devices. So they're a new signatory to the open letter. So here's an excerpt of the open letter itself. And it says, we believe the current system allows for a significant data breach by companies gaining access to the real-time bidding, or RTB, infrastructure, i.e. the bid stream, for the sole purpose of harvesting both publisher-specific and audience-specific data. Further, we believe the bid stream is being used to obtain information about specific content pages viewed on publishers' websites and the end-user companies that consume the content to create the offerings that compete against those same publishers whose data may be leveraged without their consent. Let me pause for a second. Some of you probably do not participate in real-time bidding. Some of you are not participating with BPA's co-op, the media exchange, where a portion, not all of it, but a portion of the inventory is exposed to real-time bidding. So you may say, this is not relevant to me because I don't participate in real-time bidding. That's a mistake. I understand you don't participate in real-time bidding, but it's not about you. It's about your users, right? So your user was out surfing the web, goes to a website that does participate in real-time bidding. Could be a competitor of yours, could be a news site, could be a sports site, who knows? And their data is harvested and captured. And then a derivative tool product is created to now advertise to those people cheaper than what it would probably cost to advertise on your website. And you say, well, why does that affect me? Well, because it's your user. Your user doesn't only go to your website, your user goes to a whole host of websites. Somewhere they got tracked. And now an audience profile or segmentation gets built around your users who are on other sites and they're sold advertising to reach that highly targeted user instead of reaching them on your site. That's why this is important. So even though as a publisher, you may not participate in real-time bidding. That's not an excuse not to be a signatory onto this initiative. We're out there fighting the good fight for the B2B industry at large, and we need your backing as well. So I'd encourage you to reach out to me to find out how simple it is to become a signatory to the open letter. But let me continue a bit more on the open letter. To be perfectly clear, without publisher permission, third parties have no contractual right to use this data to create derivative works from the very assets that publishers have spent decades and billions of dollars to create. So that's just in summary, three part, parts, three paragraphs of our open letter. We do have the open letter as a handout today. Get a hold of that, read that. And again, I encourage you to be a signatory like the companies who have. 1105 Media, 
account media, the Adweek Group, area development, B2B marketing, Bombora, breaking media, Global RX, IDG, Informa, IT corporate, Modemy, Northstar, PMMI Media Group, Questex, Retina, Tech Target, and Wells Media Group, and now Location Sciences, and there are a few others who are in the hopper. So come on in and, and become a signatory as a company to this um, initiative. So in the open letter, we said we would create a path forward and we would lead the effort with a three-pronged approach. First prong is education, which was the open letter to the media from, I'm sorry, from media owners, but also webinars, future trainings. This is an example of that. Two, contractual clarity. Collaboration to create model contract language designed to protect publisher data across the digital tech sector. And then third prong, bidstream integrity standards. And we would assist in developing those standards and then launch a third party certification program for the white hat ad tech vendors who are complying and ethically behaving. So first prong, information and education. We did the letter. This is our second BPA University session on that. Here are four articles of about a half a dozen or so that picked up the news back in June all the way through um, August. And the hyperlinks are here in your PDF. You can come in and download, look at those articles. Our letter then prompted a letter from Congress to the chairman of the FTC. And this is just an excerpt from that letter, but I highlighted the section where they actually lifted a paragraph from our open letter to the industry. And so it says, in a June 16, 2020 open letter of concern to the digital advertising industry, a group of major publishers whose websites and apps supply the bidstream data to the RTD industry wrote that, and quotes, the current system allows for a significant data breach by companies gaining access to real-time bidding infrastructure, i.e. the bidstream, for the sole purpose of harvesting both publisher-specific and audience-specific data. And these are the signatories from Congress. We've got uh, six senators who have written and four members of Congress in the House of Representatives who have written this letter to the FTC. Second prong, contractual clarity. We've shared our draft of terms and conditions with the IAB. Back in June, we talked about there is an existing set template, if you will, of terms and conditions that the four A's and the IAB put out. It's called version 3.0. But in that, section 12 deals specifically with data. And so we took section 12 and we revised it and we've shared that draft with the IAB. There is interest in developing industry best practices, guidelines, guardrails around the data usage or data leakage. In addition to the IAB and IAB Tech Lab, we have discussed this with Digital Content Next, which was the former um, Online Publishers Association, and the Network Advertising Institute, which deals with the advertising networks. That's their membership constituency. And we're now reaching out to the Association of National Advertisers, or the ANA, and a new coalition that has been formed, the Partnership for Responsible Addressable Media. And I'll come back to that next slide. As a result of those conversations, we and those who we've talked with are confident that consumers and publishers will have much better control over their data as a result of this collective effort. The Responsible and Addressable Media Partnership was launched on August 4th, and it is a compilation of industry leaders, the forays, the ANA, the IAB, IAB Tech Lab, 
the NAI, which I just referred to, the uh, Network Advertising Institute, World Federation of Advertising, and on the client side, P&G, Unilever, Ford, GM, IBM, NBC, Universal, IPG, Publicis, Adobe, and so on. And on the tech side, we've got LiveRamp, Media Math, and the Trade Desk. And we, we have said to the partnership, BPA would like to sign on as well to represent uh, the B2B publishing community. And so stand by, we'll find out uh, if that's been accepted and we'll go forward. And here is a link to the announcement about the launch of this uh, coalition for responsible and addressable media. In the press release, the CEO of the World Federation of Advertisers says, uh, Stefan says, we believe that it's crucial for the global advertising industry to work together and focus on using data in a positive way to create a better, more sustainable future for online advertising. This is where it gets good. This means improving the way we use data to reduce consumer annoyance and bombardment, preventing bad actors from profiting from digital advertising. That's my emphasis, but that's tied to our um, open letter, and I wonder if there's a connection there, if, if Stefan was feeling this otherwise, or if this is in response to this issue that we've raised. Collaboration is the key. The question is, and this comes from Charles Henri and all from Critio, a big player in ad platform, and he says, do we want to embark yet again on a story of who's going to get smarter at working around each other's constraints or set of policies? Or do we want to define what is the playing field we want to operate in, in line with users' needs? And he's expressing a frustration because now that Apple first announced with, I think it's iOS 14, they were going to um, restrict, constrain the use of the ID for advertising, the IDFA, in part, part because uh, Chrome has said what they're going to do regarding third-party cookies. Everyone is looking to create a workaround. And Charles is saying, look, do we really want to go down that road again where everyone creates their own individual workaround and then we have to sift through it all to find out who's the white hat, who's the black hat, are publishers' interests being protected, is the consumer being protected? And I think that's really, the, in my opinion, one of the main uh, impetus for getting this partnership for responsible and addressable media involved. And, and, and upgoing, it's the genesis, I think. Now, our third problem is bidstream integrity standards and certifications. So where are we on that? The collective group recognizes it'll be difficult to know if any bad, inappropriate activities are happening since there are no technical mechanisms that stop data leakage or ability to monitor abuse. However, with best practices and guidelines established, a certification protocol can be created to verify compliant parties. In other words, the white hats in the ecosystem. So we're looking at the terms and conditions. Uh, as I said, we're in ongoing conversations with the IAB. It will be bundled into, I suspect, part and parcel, some other bits uh, that'll take us through the rest of this year. But the terms and conditions we will make available to our publisher members so that you may begin using them in any negotiations that you have that are either in renewal or any new discussions. Those T's and C's are available to use, to use now, regardless of whether or not the coalition comes together and establishes uh, revised terms. Then there's the other side of the coin, which is the consumer. 
So our open letter was first, we didn't want to boil the ocean and tackle everything. Let's tackle first publisher interests. Data is being used without their permission, that has to stop. Next, data is being used without the consumer's permission, and that has to stop too, or at least it has to change so that it's with consumer's permission. So in the open letter, or not open letter, but the letter that Congress, the senators and the members of Congress from the House wrote to the chair of the FTC, this is an excerpt from that. Americans never agreed to be tracked and have their sensitive information sold to anyone with a checkbook. Furthermore, there is no effective way to control these tools absent intervention by regulators in Congress. Technological roadblocks such as driver privacy settings and ad blockers are routinely circumvented by advertising companies. Go back to what Charles Henry said. That's what this is coming from or ties to. This outrageous privacy violation must be stopped and the companies that are trafficking in Americans illicitly obtained private data should be shut down. Accordingly, we urge the FTC to use its authority to conduct and it goes on. So we also agree, it's not just about making sure that publishers understand and are aware that the data is being used, that they're compensated in some way for that. It's also about the consumer and was their consent accepted? Was it managed properly all through the supply chain, if you will? So I think most everybody knows CCPA, the California Act, but do you know? that there's CPRA, right? It's a proposed addendum to the CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA. And this is on the ballot for November of this year. The CPRA makes companies responsible for what other companies do with California residents' personal information that's collected by the former and shared with the latter, all right? So in the bid stream, if your data is being captured, Without your consent, that's one issue. Also, being captured without the consumer's consent, this could be a really big issue. For example, the law would require that a company monitor that service providers, everybody in the food chain, like ad tech firms processing publishers' data to facilitate ad targeting, don't add California residents' data to the service provider's own database of consumer profiles unless the company and the service provider signed a contract agreeing to that use. Now, if this happens in California, where's it gonna happen next? And this comes from Digiday back on July 6th, the hyperlink is there if you care to read the entire article. IAB Tech Lab yesterday launched this company pledge to work together to preserve addressable advertising, hence the connection with the Partnership for Responsible and Addressable um, Advertising. Tech Lab board members have committed to the principles of Project REARC, REARC is short for re-architecture. It's a major initiative the IAB is working on and RTs and Cs are gonna probably get bundled into this. Uh, collaboration towards open technical standards and privacy centric solutions. So they're trying to take both the publisher's interests in, into consideration and they're very interested in what BPA has to say because of the membership that we represent, but also the consumer's interests and looking at what's happening potentially in California and how that might spread. So we, BPA, as a member of the IAB, are participating to give a voice to the members of BPA. Now, what they've said is it includes these four elements, device agnostic solutions that put the consumer, not the device or the interface, at the center of privacy, predictable privacy for consumers instead of fragmented proprietary privacy settings, 
offering consumers user-friendly user transparency and control with clear communication of the value exchange and respecting consumers' choice. And then last, leveraging technical mechanisms within the advertising systems that ensure ongoing adherence to consumer privacy choices and addressable standards. So questions on anything that I've, I've shared? Uh, Glenn, have we gotten any? Uh, two questions, actually. Uh, the first is, what is the process to become a signatory of the open letter? Uh, yeah, fine. Thank you for that. Just drop me an email. There's a small form that you fill out. You give us the logo, and then we'll upload the logo and do a press release with you that you're now a signatory. Uh, Glenn, what we can do is provide that form to everyone post this event, everyone who's registered. Uh, we didn't include that as a handout today. So post this session, you'll receive an email from us with the document attached. Fill that out, attach your logo, give it back to us, and then we'll start a conversation about a potential press release if you want, um, and we'll upload the logo onto the open letter, which is hosted on our website. Very good. Uh, and the other is, is there a timetable on when we'll see the T's and C's standards? There's a, an A and a B part of that. I think the question is, when will they be finalized? That's the B part. Uh, well, here it is, mid-September. Mm. I think we might have something by the holidays, meaning end of year, uh, meaning an industry coalition has formed around it and, and agreed on a revised terms to section 12. However, it's available now for you to use. It wouldn't be an industry adopted standard, but that doesn't matter. It's, it's important for you to have a look at that. And so I don't think we had that as a handout either today, Glenn. So maybe we should provide that as a handout after the session. So we'll provide the two things, the document to become a signatory and the draft terms and conditions so that you can have a look at that and see where you want to fit that in to any ongoing new or renewal negotiations you're having. Very good. And that's it for the questions, Glenn. All right. Thank you. And then we'll continue on. Uh, now a word from our sponsor. That happens to be me. <laughs> uh, BPA Ad Ops offers publishers an opportunity to outsource filling knowledge or experience gaps or voids in the internal team. And this was the webinar that we had back on September 2nd. So if you haven't had a chance to see that, I would encourage you to go back in and listen to our panel that talked through the practical experience. This is on the publishing side. Uh, North Star was in there, ALM participated, Meister Media participated, and then on our side, our supply side platform, MediaFuse, they are a huge part of the backbone of the AdOps support that we can provide, but also our team here at BPA. Now, I say that, I wouldn't have done this normally, except I said earlier, I was gonna talk about Merkel's merger. And in the document, in the announcement of bringing these five agencies together, Michael McLaren, their global chief executive said, one area we're intrigued with is sales enablement, especially since we think COVID-19 has changed the world forever. Buyers are going to be increasingly reliant on digital channels. And it's not the old physical walk the halls, have an event, go to lunch, those days are gone. Enabling sales in a digital world and helping sales organizations to be more effective and tightening that connection with marketing, that's a big opportunity for the future. Well, of course, he's talking about the marketing side, the client side, right? But it's directly applicable to us on the media side. We want to help enable your sales channel, your sales organization, 
and that starts with ad ops. And so our offering is to help you fill gaps in either experience or knowledge so that you can have an internal team and outsource bits just to fill that void. You can outsource larger chunks or smaller chunks. That's up to you as a publisher. But we would encourage you to take a look at this and take advantage of the AdOps uh, team that we have built. You know, having had the exchange now for a little over three years, we've identified lots of gaps, and lots of ways to fill those gaps. And I think you should have a chat about how you can take advantage of that. The second piece comes back to data privacy. We talked about this new thing, the CCPR uh, that may come out in uh, November when it's on the ballot. How many data protection and consumer privacy requirements are there? Aside from the ones we know, GDPR, CCPA, some of you might even cite Nevada, but there are 14 other states that have new or stricter regulations pending. Who's keeping you up to date with regulations and checking to make sure you're in compliance with each? What vendors have access to your subscriber and website user data? Fulfillment, of course, telemarketers, yes. List running, yes. Supply side platforms, demand side platforms, data management platforms, consumer data platforms, advertisers, marketers, who else? We have launched iComply Privacy and Data Protection. It's designed to provide you with a simplified privacy compliance management platform, empowering your business to manage risk, reduce cost, and stay current on the changing privacy regulations. And we're doing this in, in conjunction with, we're powered by uh, Safeguard Privacy. Included is a vendor compliance hub. So it's an interdependent world of selling, collecting, and sharing data. And the vendor compliance hub verifies your partner's compliance efforts as well. So it's not just about is my team and staff compliant, but everyone who's touching my data, are they also compliant? And by using our standardized compliance and risk score, we give you the information you need to evaluate and audit not only your risk, but your vendor's risk. So I'd ask you to inquire with us about our iComply privacy and data protection service. End of commercial message. Future university sessions, next Thursday at 11, the demise of the third party cookie and its significance for digital publishers. Highly encourage you to come in and, and listen to that. We'll have uh, Angelina Eng from the IAB Tech Lab will be our speaker. Uh, Paul Salomon from Media Fuse, who will come at it from the technology side. And I'm reaching out to one or two B2B publishers to come and talk about what they think they'll do and how they will maximize the value of their first party data when and if, not, I think it's not an if, it's when this third party cookie uh, goes away. The week following, consent management and system certification. We're in conversation now with a few fulfillment companies about the concept of system certifying that the fulfillment company systems are working correctly, build in a continuous audit methodology so that as records are processed, uh, it's audited and validated, and then the output of that is a fully audited system, uh, helping us, all of us, become more efficient and eliminate some of the necessity of doing individual tests on individual brands rather than system certifying the entire operation. And then looking at a potential consent management system that cuts across brands as part of that. So that we'll talk about on the 30th. And then on the 7th, this privacy and data protection compliance, uh, that I talked about earlier. We'll have a session on that where we do a deeper dive on, on how that can help. And then uh, potentially in October, we're talking with our Canadian members about what's happening in the new stand in Canada and how that might 
uh, trickle down into what's happening in the U.S. Um, very interesting phenomenon, given the COVID crisis uh, of what's going on. And, and tied to that is advertisers turning back to full page um, advertising in print as a result of uh, what's happening here with, with COVID, with the way we are consuming media. So those are the future university sessions. Here again is a slide on all of the video that we've got up on various topics. Encourage you to come in and browse. And you'll find that on the BPA website under the Ask the Experts section. And then there's you know video answers from the experts. That's all there. And if you haven't, please come into our community coping with Corona in media. Uh, you'll request to be a member. I'll get an email telling me and I'll accept and you'll have access to all the content that we've been publishing uh, back since uh, mid-March. So thank you for joining us today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the questions that you've had. Um, and I look forward to seeing many of you when we have our session next Thursday, 11 o'clock, 24th, where we're going to talk about the demise of the third party cookie and what that means. I think it means a great opportunity for B2B publishers, as well as our consumer brethren, in terms of capturing first party data and, and recognizing greater value given the demise of the third party cookie. So tune in for that. Glenn, anything, parting shots, any further questions come up? Actually, we did have one other question. Oh, super. Um, is the IAB committed to joining the effort specifically on the bitstream leakage issue? Yes. Now, when you say specific, have they answered that question? Yes, they have. Um, but I think it's going to be bundled into a, a larger a set of solutions that they're looking at as part of Project REARC. But yes, they have committed to uh, recognizing I mean, to be honest, they knew, I think, that there was a bidstream issue, but they have not heard from the B2B community about this. There are very few, if any, B2B members of the IAB. So they're very anxious and they enjoy the fact that uh, BPA is a partner, a member with the IAB because we bring that voice. And so they very, very much want to hear from the publishing side of the community as they vet uh, not only the T's and C's, but other things that they're talking about in terms of the uh, that announcement that I, I mentioned earlier in the slide deck. So go there, see that. Um, it's been in the press, but also on their website. And you'll see more of the total package in, in, as part of Project REARC that the IAB is looking at. But this is certainly gonna be an element. Very good, and that's it for the questions. All right, thank you everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay healthy, be curious, and we'll see you on the 24th. Good day. Thanks for listening to this BPA University podcast. For more BPA University podcasts, visit iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.